Hello, ladies. Good afternoon. How is everyone doing on this Sunday afternoon? What is today? August, Sunday, August the 25th. So glad you all have joined us for a Queen's Roundtable show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. And I am your host, Jacqueline Kabah Harrison. I am a confidence and success coach. I work specifically with African-American women that have coaching and or consulting businesses. I help them to show up boldly, consistently, and with intention in their businesses, allowing them not only to increase their productivity, but to increase their profitability as well. So without further ado, I have a phenomenal guest here today that is going to inspire you, encourage you, and give you some great tips, right, in terms of how to develop yourself not only personally, but professionally as well. So I'm going to let her introduce herself. Thank you, Jacqueline. Hello to you and all your viewers. Thank you so much for allowing me to share your platform on today. My name is Letitia A. Mathis. Uh, I call myself the Chief Impact Her, H-E-R, because I impact women's lives through coaching, consulting, and I'm actually starting a nonprofit, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'm super excited to be here because I know my purpose. My purpose, of course, is to be able to show women who they are, that they have a purpose here in this world, how to overcome fear and uh, to just really get to doing what God has told them to do. So that's just a little, but I know we're going to get more into it, but that's who I am. And I'm just happy to serve on today. Yes, I am so appreciative of you being here. Um, I try to, you know, make it a variety of, or have a variety of guests come on the show with all different um, backgrounds and different expertise, because everybody brings something different to the table, you know, and I think that we can all benefit from that and basically encourage and support one another, you know, because it's like, it's not only about me winning or me being successful, it's, you know, it's about all of us, you know, collectively. And just because one person's light shines bright doesn't mean that it dims anybody else's. Because again, we're all unique and we all bring something special to the table. So exactly. my next question to you would be to tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, are you part of a large family? Where did you grow up? Like, where's your business based out of? Um, you know, and just some of your inspiration or some of or the, the why behind your business and why you do what you do. Jacqueline, I love, I'm going to be honest, I love to tell my story, not because, you know, not to brag or boast or anything like that, but to show women that we all have a story and we all begin somewhere. Uh, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm actually back in Cleveland, Ohio now. Um, but I started my business in Atlanta, Georgia. So, baby, when I tell you this has been a faith walk. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, spent 13 years working for the Department of Corrections for the state of Ohio. Okay. In 2003, God told me to move to Atlanta. I'm like, seriously, God? Like, I got 13 years in, and my family thought my dad begged me not to leave. 
and uh, he was like, you got three of my, my kids were like literally sixth grade, seventh grade and eighth grade. Okay. And, uh, I was like, well, I was like, I got to do it. My mom gave me her blessing. So I moved to Atlanta in 2003, no job, three kids. And uh, I just trusted yeah. God that I stepped out on faith. When I tell you that faith really is an action word. Um, and so when I stepped out, I was blessed enough to uh, begin working for the state again for public health this time. And uh, I spent my background is strategic planning, strategic planning and training. I've done it no matter what. Here's the thing I want to tell people, no matter what your quote job title is, your purpose is always going to shine through in whatever you do. So regardless of when I was in Ohio as the office manager over a regional office in Akron, I still was a strategic planner. I still was a trainer. I still was coaching my staff in Atlanta. Even though my title was as an emergency preparedness planner, I still was a strategic planner. I still was a trainer and I still was a coach over my staff. And so it took me, you know, 28 years of doing that type of work to really understand that this is my purpose to be a strategic planner, to coach women of faith and to train people on how to, of course, walk in their purpose. Um, and so my life really has been a reflection of this walk. You know, my business, I let me tell you something. This entrepreneurial journey has been with me probably for 20 plus years. I've done every type of network marketing company. I started my first consulting company in 2010, um, which was, and, and I love that story because it allowed me the ability to leave Georgia, spend three months in Cleveland to take care of my dad, who later passed away. And, um, you know, to have that freedom, and that that was really like like ooh that freedom that that was I like that <laughs> I like that and so I went back they actually I actually was called back to work as a deputy director for the local public health office that I had worked in and so I did that moved my mom to Georgia well the one thing that she said to me she was diagnosed with lung cancer in April of 2015 and right before she passed away and this sticks with me. And I think this is a lot of part of my why I do what I do, because she said the one thing that she regretted was not being able to live that entrepreneurial life that she knew she was called to. She let, of course, you know, the day to day of, well, I got bills to pay. I got a kid to raise. You know, it was three of us. My youngest sister had passed away. My oldest sister passed away right before my dad, a couple years before my dad did. So it just left me. But as we were growing up, you know, that was her thought process. I have to provide for my children. Mm -hmm. And so she said she never got to live that dream. And she said one thing that will stick with me, and I'll share this with your audience. She said, do not die. Do not leave this world wondering what would have happened if you had taken that step of faith. She said, if God told you to do it, do it. She said, because you never know. Yeah. And that was her one regret. And, and I sat on that thing for a long time. And I was like, man, and I knew God had called me to entrepreneurship because I was like, God, you've taken me through so many businesses. And, you know, so many people were like, oh, you're such a great leader. You know, you could do this. You think I'll find the box. And, you know, but we get stuck in our heads like, mm -hmm. eh, 
don't know if that's for me. You know, I got kids that I got to raise. You know, not to say that we just up because I've done that just mm-hmm. up and quit our jobs. Because sometimes we move a little bit too fast before God says now. But the thing is, though, he's such a great God because he, of course, covers us even when we, we even when we mess up. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of my why is my obedience to my call and seeing the, you know, I get great pleasure when I see the light bulb go on and, and women are like, oh, you know, that's what I'm called to do. You know, I show them how to use their natural gifts and talents, find their spiritual gifts and talents, merge them together and see what exactly their purpose is in this life. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. I think a lot of people will, because of fear, fear of taking that risk, you know, they just, they just don't do it, you know, and it's such a beautiful feeling to be able to do what you're called to do because then it's not like work and your genuine, you know, your, your genuineness and your actual skills will come out. You know what I mean? And, and, And whatever you're called to do, you're going to do it. You're going to do it with grace. You're going to do it with ease. And other people are going to be able to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I, mean? It, I, mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people don't realize is that you can, I, I, I like to say conform, you know, because I think a lot of times we as women, and especially as African-American women, you know, we're kind of taught just to, and this comes up in every show, <laughs> every show, because I think, you know, we as women, Oh, I'm, I forgot to get my water. You just reminded me. I know it was something I was forgetting. <laughs> but we tend to suffer in silence. You know, we yes. tend to a lot of times do what's expected of us. And people are like, no, you know, you ain't got time for that, girl. You better go get yourself a real job. Or you got a good job with the city or a good job with the state. You talking about doing what? You, you know what I mean? And it's all of this, all of this internal, you know, conflict. Are we being selfish? Are we just being foolish and you know things of that nature but the thing of it is it's almost I don't know I'm lost for words it's almost a let's just say a disgrace I know that's a real strong word but I just can't think of nothing better right now mm-hmm. but it's almost like it's a disgrace not to do what you are called to do right mm-hmm. and, and and it's people out there like like you yes that help women to, and I don't know if you deal specifically with women, but to help us mm-hmm. find out what that is. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times just with a little bit of work, maybe some journaling and just sitting still for a minute, you know, you can really figure that out. You know, oh so, you know, I, I, I thank God for, you know, individuals out there like you. Now, that's, that's not specifically, specifically what I do, but it often comes up because people say, you know what? I'm not happy. I feel like I'm just going through the motions. Right. You know, oh my goodness. Right. And, you Girl. know, and you don't you don't have to just go through the motions. You don't have to do that. So I am so woo, I'm so excited to hear what else you got to say. You know what? Mm. And that Let me speak to that, Jacqueline, because that is actually the, the call, the women that I'm called to, because that's where I found my mm-hmm. that's where I found myself in 2015. Let me give you this story. Mm-hmm. 
because this is probably going to set some women free or they'll be able to see themselves in me. And I will never forget this. This was before my mom passed away. And here I am, the deputy director of an office. I have um, three staff that report directly to me, three big programs. And um, and then of course, we have two other staff. And I woke up one morning, my mom, come. we had bought a house together. She comes in my room. She says, baby, you're late for work. And I literally broke down in tears and I just started screaming. And I said, I hate my job. I hate going into work. And mind you, I had the best staff. I had great partners in the community. The program was good. And but I hate it. It was like you said, I was going through the motions. It was day in and day out. Go to work. Deal with what's going on at work. Put the fires out. Plan for the next thing. Come home. Watch TV. And do it all over again the next day. And I'm like, God, there has got to be more to this life than this. This is not what you created us for. That's not what the Bible said. You said that you've created us. You, you said you've given us the power to create wealth. You said you created us in your image. You said that you created us for abundance. And I'm like, this is not an abundant life. This, Even though, granted, I made good money. I made good money. People knew me. My name was out there. I spoke on federal stages. I had federal workshops. I mean, but it didn't matter. At the end of the day, I was still unhappy. So, I, you know, I, I hope ladies out there and I and I see a couple people join this. I, I don't know if you guys are still with us now, but let me let me just say in advance that when I look on my laptop, sometimes I may not be able to actually even even on my um, phone too, y'all. Sometimes I may not be able to tell who's actually live with us. So. Thank you for the ladies that joined. I see one is Terry. The other young lady, I don't, I don't, I don't know your, I don't know your name. I, I apologize, but thank you for joining. If at any time you can't hear us or we're muffled or something like that, please let me know. Then maybe I'll try to, you know, maybe I put my my headset in. So just let us know and please ask any questions or give any comments that you, you know, that that you feel you feel to do. And I, I can definitely see the comments on the screen. Okay, so I just want to kind of throw that out there. Um, but I initially was saying that I hope you hear this, and I hope this resonates with you about go, just going through the motions, you know, um, and doing like what's expected. Because especially since you had, because I like I've interviewed a lot of women, and sometimes they move into the entrepreneurial realm. You know, it might have been a dream of theirs or a thought, but kind of a passing thought. But maybe what really is the catalyst for them is maybe they get downsized and lose their job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. to actually have this job, have that, you know, the job that you have and having that that position in the community, you know, it's I, I know it had to be a lot to, you know, I, and I know I know people were saying, girl, what, what are you doing? You know, and especially if you have younger children or maybe a child in college, you know, so I hope y'all are really, you know, hearing this and knowing that you are not the only one and that it doesn't have to be like that. Right. As a as a takeaway, I'm sure there's going to be many more takeaways, but we were almost like 15 minutes or so in. And, you know, that I really want y'all to hear that, hear that uh, part. That is true. And here's the thing mm -hmm. that I wanted because 
like I told you, when I left to move to Atlanta, my first mm -hmm. big faith walk, my dad said, you have lost your mind. Now, my both my parents retired from the post office. Oh, they did. Their okay. mindset was get a good government job, mm -hmm. work it for 30 years, retire and collect a good pension. Right. That was like the end all to be all, right? Mm -hmm. So when I said, okay, God told me to move to Atlanta, and I consulted my mom, who I knew she had a relationship with God. And I'm like, okay, mom, like, I know I'm not crazy. I heard this. And I said, like, can you just pray on it? And she woke me up at four o'clock one morning. She said, God told me to tell you to go. And it so was. Did you know anybody in Atlanta? Here's the thing. <laughs> I had cousins in Atlanta, but I hadn't seen them in years. I kind of grew up in the summers with my grandmother. My mom was from Athens, Georgia. So y'all will hear me say y'all a lot. <laughs> my coach always, she's like, are you from, you know, the South? I'm like, well, not technically. I was kind of born and raised in Cleveland. But my mom was like, you are the country is city girl. I know. <laughs> I like that country is city girl. Okay. <laughs> so, so I didn't really know anyone. I, you know, my mom was like, here's some numbers to, you know, our cousins. But and I talked to them off and on when I was, you know, before I had moved there. So they kind of directed me in terms of school districts for my okay. kids, things like that. But other than that, I had got my apartment online, sight unseen. Um, and like everything lined up. And here's the funny thing. That's how I knew it was God. The day before we were supposed to leave, the truck had came and loaded us up. My car was packed up. We had a blizzard in Cleveland. I mean, the snowplow man had came like every two hours and it was just pow. And my dad, he looked at me, he said, I don't think you should go. He said, this blizzard, it's a blizzard. You can't get out of here. Okay. I said, well, God, if it's meant for you, if for me to go to Atlanta, you're going to make a way because tomorrow yeah. we're supposed to be in Atlanta. Do you know we woke up that next morning? The streets were clear. Like I you know. could see the asphalt. Our driveway was clear. The sun was out. The sky was blue. And my mom started laughing and she said, it's time for you to go. Wow. And I said, okay, okay. Let's go. So here's the thing. Here's a here's another nugget. Don't let people, even those closest to you, when you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is the walk that God has for you, whether it's business, ministry, to move to another state and you've consulted with your wise counsel and you know this is what you're supposed to do. Don't let anyone talk you out of it, because if I had a stayed there. And I always say, because the Bible will tell you that if you stay there, I always refer back to Elijah when he got called into the brook and he was by the brook and the ravens fed him. And then when the ravens stopped feeding him, it was time for him to move on. Had he stayed there, he would have died. And so sometimes we can stay in a location or in a season or in a job in a situation in a situation where we literally are, and that's how I felt on my job in Atlanta. And I was like, I literally feel like I'm dying. Yep. Yep. So that Ooh. is a real that, 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 is so, that is so powerful. That is so powerful. Um I was gonna I was gonna piggyback on something else. And a lot, a lot of times, you know, I you know I get excited, I get emotional and I want to say things, but I be trying to, you know, I don't want to, you know, interrupt too much. And also, too, but I'd be having my little senior moments. Sometimes I forget 
it was something I was going to say about, oh, I know. Okay. About your dad. And I think we've all gone through that. I know I have. And a lot of times those people that are close to us, you know, what, you know, family members, some, sometimes, you know, lifelong friends, spouses, sometimes I know in my, my situation, they will, they love you. They want the best for you, but they're projecting that fear onto you. And sometimes it's hard to kind of, you know, especially if you haven't doubts yourself, sometimes it's hard to, to not let that affect you, you know, and thank, and thank God that you, you were, you know, that you did what you felt called to do, even though your dad was like, oh, this ain't a good idea. You shouldn't do it. You know, so some, so I know it's, I know it's kind of hard sometimes. And, you know, and some people we know don't necessarily have the best intentions. And then, you know, there's other people that want to see us succeed and love us and want the best for us, but they're operating out of fear and they're just projecting that onto us, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, you gotta be, you know, strong. But well, anyway, you gotta have, I don't mean to cut you off, no, but no, you have to have that good discernment. And that's why the Bible mm -hmm. tells you to, to surround yourself with wise counsel. Like when I, when I got the vision, I went straight to my mom. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I grew up, you know, and my, my grandmother was an evangelist. My mom, you know, even though she wasn't an evangelist, that woman could prophesy. And so I knew she had a relationship with God. So I'm like, okay, let me ask her, you know, am I seeing things? Am I hearing things? So, you know, we surround ourselves with wise counsel so that that way, when, when those naysayers come against us, we, we got that word. You got to hold on to that word and know that, you know what? I knew without a shadow of a doubt. I'm like, I know this is God. I'm like, you can't tell me otherwise, daddy, I love you with all my heart. Heart. That's what I told him. I said, I love you with all my heart. It don't mean that I'm leaving you forever. I said, but I got to go. And my mom was like, will you leave that girl alone and let her live her life? <laughs> I got things to do. Okay. You know, because, you know, it, what ends up happening is that it's bigger than you. Right. you know, there's other people out there, other women, men, whomever need to hear what you have to say. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And fear will keep us from mm -hmm. it. Just, that's when you know yeah. it's the enemy because fear will, of course, mm -hmm. uh, uh, keep us bound and keep our mouths shut yeah. when yeah. our purpose is to hear. And, and I read it somewhere that our purpose is to impact other people's lives. Our mm -hmm. purpose is connected to other people's destiny. So when we don't operate in purpose and we don't move and do the things that God has called us to do, then we're stifling somebody else's destiny. Yep. Oh, somebody else joined. Oh, I hate that. I can't really see. Thank you I for joining. I know. I see y'all. I see people on, but it's not showing up on my page either. Yeah. They are. Unless they get like a like or something, then we could then we could see it. But thank you for joining. It looks like a gentleman that joined oh, our okay. okay, if you click see all on the comment side, that's my brother, Kevin. Hey, bro. bless your brother. <laughs> okay. Hey, Kevin. You know what? Oh, I wanted to say this too. You know, I'm in Michigan. Oh, are you? So we're both Midwesterners. And it's so funny because like when I watched a couple of your lives, I said to myself, I said, she kind of, you know, she, she has the overall feel of like a, you know, Southerner, but yet it wasn't. I wasn't convinced that it was completely southern, so it's so cool that, that that you said that, you know, because I was like, "Wow, city girl, you ever wanted?" Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so wait, so you're you're back in Ohio now, right? I am back in Ohio. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> nice. So, 
some of the questions that I initially asked, we've um, touched on it. You know, a lot of it is I want everybody to know, you know, a little bit about you and how you grew up and your why behind your business. And you definitely touched on that. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, you will probably continue to touch on that as we continue on. But one of the other questions I always like to ask is, what, if you could name, just be, you know, I know you're going you're gonna to keep it real with us. What has been your biggest challenge, I guess? And, you know, whether it's personally or professionally, what, ha what was that challenge and how did you effectively address it so that, you know, it didn't allow you to, you know, become stagnant or, you know, to, to, to give up, you know, so on and so forth. So talk a little bit about that. Actually, I got two. Okay. Um, let me touch on in life generally. And for me, that biggest challenge, and this has been all through, not just as a business owner, but even okay. through my, my college years, even through, you know, as I'm going up the corporate ladder, but knowing that I'm good enough. Okay. That has been a big challenge, you know, knowing that I'm good enough. I, I, I always tell people I am a recovering people pleaser. Okay. Because knowing, thinking that, you know, having that thought, well, am I good enough? You know, it, it really does stem from fear. And um, so you work twice as hard, even though, you know, we, we kind of, at least us women of African-American descent, you know, we're told that we have to be twice as smart, twice as good, work twice mm -hmm. as hard. Um, and, and it really does create a, a form of people pleasing. And so you get into that. Well, am I good enough? Am I good enough to, as my partner? Am I am I good enough? You know, as a person in in this district or this state or the you know, and so having having to overcome that, I had to do a lot of soul searching, okay. a lot of soul searching, and just asking God, where does that stem from? God, where does that stem from? Where's the root of that? Because here's the thing: we cannot change what we don't confront. And if we don't confront it, then we're just covering it up. We're just putting, putting the rug on it and it's going to keep coming up and it's going to keep coming up and it's going to keep coming up. So I had to really do some soul searching and get to the root of that thing and find out what it was, which for me, the root of it really was just wanting to be good enough for my parents because it was such a... Uh, so as the young, after my youngest sister died, then of course I became the youngest. So now, you know, having that pressure on, okay, you got to go to college. You got to get a good job. You got to make something of yourself, you know, and it was just always, okay, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And, uh, and I rebelled. Like I didn't go to college. I went to college for a semester after high school. And I was like, mm-mm. I was, like, I'm out of here. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I went to the military. Nobody in my family, except for my dad, uh, had been in the military. And he was back in World War II. So it wasn't no recent people. And she was like, have you gone crazy? But I was like, I'm just not, I'm not doing that. And so I rebelled. And, and you know, that leads to a whole bunch of other situations. <laughs> So when I got to the root of that, I had to let that go. Like I can, I, only person I need to please is my father in heaven. That's what the Bible says. You work unto one, not many, one. So you work onto that one and, and everything else will fall in line. So that was one my first biggest challenge. My second bi biggest challenge came in my business and overcoming fear. Uh, 
and, and fear shows up in many different ways. It shows up in procrastination. It shows up in overeating, over drinking, uh, anything you overdoing, you know, watching too much TV, going out, uh, all that, the imposter syndrome, you know, uh, how can I call myself a coach? You know, I've, I've worked 28 years in government, but then it's like, you know, as I'm talking to my business coach, she's like, well, did you not coach all those people? At one point I had over 20 staff that I had to manage and coach and supervise. And because people think a supervisor, you know, you just manage the people. Like, a supervisor is everything, right? They come everything Yes. Mm -hmm. So you got to coach them, mentor them, find yeah. out what their goals are in life. How do you help them get there? Yeah. So that's been a 28 year process. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having to overcome that again. And that's something that and, and here's the thing I believe. I believe that we everyone struggles with fear every day. But we have to make a choice. Yeah. Are we going to choose to allow fear to disrupt us, to not make us get to the next level? Or are we going to choose to say, you know what, fear, you might be there, but you're not driving this boat. Mm -hmm. I'm driving. That's right. Look, you're not in the driver's seat. Hello. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, uh -huh. you don't get to have that. And so it took me a minute to kind of work through that. And I and I always encourage people, if you don't have a coach, get you a coach. If you mm -hmm. run in the business, get you a coach. Get you a coach like Jacqueline. Get you a coach that will help to not only hold you accountable, but help you to dig through those issues. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't settle that first, and trust me, I've been doing this for a long time. Like, I've been doing businesses since I was probably like 20 something. So this is the first time that I really like, okay, God, we gonna do this. Like mm -hmm. we're doing this regardless of what fear want to say, mm -hmm. what doubt want to say, what anybody else want to say, you didn't call me to it. So boom, we about to do it. You know, I like that you brought up about the fear being there because I think some people look at um, certain, you know, look at it like you're going to completely eliminate it. And if you work on it, and it, you know, it comes back that that is something deficient in you or, you know, and, and it's like it's, it's reciprocal. But the thing of it is, and one thing I think it's important to, you know, bring it out is what you said is that it can be ongoing. You know what I mean? Like, like let, let's just say, because we always talk about as coaches coming outside of your comfort zone. Right. I know I get anxious. Like I get anxious before every show that I do. You know what I mean? And it ain't that I ain't done it before, but my stomach you know, was in knots coming on. Like all kinds of stuff going in my head. Like, okay, well, that last time, you know, um, my internet didn't act right. You know, so it's just all sorts of things that pop up in my head. And just for people to know and understand that, that that's normal, that that's natural. But the thing of it is, you want to, uh, oh, I thought you were sticking for a minute there. <laughs> okay, see that? See that? That was my reflex. Like, oh, she's stuck. Okay, but anyway, so, but the thing of it is, you just need to know how to effectively deal with it and address it so that it does not allow you to become stagnant, to become immobilized, to give up. Um, and, and sometimes fear manifests itself in not only what we do, but what we don't do. Right. Right. What we don't do. You know, so I just think and that's and those are the types of things that those accountability partners, a.k.a. coaches, if you will, kind of help you and, and, and make you mindful of because we're all mindful of all of this, but whether we are effectively practicing it every day is something different. Like I know what I should eat and what I shouldn't, but do I practice that every day? Not necessarily. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
you know what I mean? You know, you are like a breath of fresh air. And, and this is this is our first time actually um, talking. And, you know, I feel I, I feel like I like I've known you for. Yeah, this is real cool. I'm enjoying this. Um, OK, so that was you sharing with us some different challenges. You mentioned two challenges. And I thank you so much for openly sharing that. You know, again, too, because I think, let, let me hurry up. Sometimes like I get going, I get excited. Let me just say this. Sometimes when we see people online, we assume that they have everything together and that everything is perfect and that they don't never fall back. You know what I mean? You you just seeing them for that moment. They, they could have been in tears an hour before they did that live. You know what I mean? But it's important to understand and not be so and not be so hard on ourselves and forgive ourselves. Because a lot of times we hold on to all of that. We hold on to it and we punish ourselves over and over. And then we end up saying that we're not worthy. Yeah. Right? Oh, I am so glad you yeah. let me just touch on that for yeah. a minute because I just talked about this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a shameless plug real quick. I do a prayer call on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesdays is 6.30 a.m. Saturdays is 7.30 a.m. called the Watchman's Hour. And I teach and educate people on how to apply the the word, God's word to our lives in the 21st century. And that was the one thing that came up is the spirit of comparison because of social mm -hmm. media. We look and we say, oh, this person, and I'm, and here, here's the thing I tell people all the time. I talk from experience. Mm -hmm. This is me. And so mm -hmm. I'm looking through my timeline. I'm looking through Instagram and I'm like, oh, so-and-so started with me and they like way up here. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so started, like, look, they got a new car. They got a new house. Well, God, how come that ain't happen for me well why where i'm doing this no don't we cannot we stop it stop judging yourself because like you said jacqueline they may they may be posing come on lord they may be posing in front of the new car but we don't know if that's really their new car i posed in front of a tesla i had the opportunity to test drive it that's my favorite car i believe in god for that car and uh, the guy said let me take a picture of you i was like oh thank you i put it as my screensaver i posted it on my page and i said i need y'all to see this because i'm not gonna sit here in front and tell you that this is my car but i am believing god for this car and i'm gonna let y'all watch god deliver it to me right Ooh, I like that. In this day and time, we need transparency. Yeah. People don't, they see what they see online, but they don't mm -hmm. understand that the struggle is real behind the camera. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that we got to go through a daily ritual, that we got to stay purpose mm -hmm. in that thing, that when fear comes about, doubt comes about, the naysayers come about, you know, people looking at you, well, why are you doing that? Why are you, people like, why are you moving back to Cleveland? You had a good job in Atlanta. I'm like, I got to be faithful to what God called me to do. I don't care what y'all think. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what social media say. I ain't doing it for the gram, but I'm doing it because I have to be obedient in this season when I know the blessings and the window of heaven is open. It's only because of my obedience. Yeah. Flat out. That's it. That's it. Plain and simple. That's it. I know that's right. And you know, that comes up all the time too about the naysayers. I know because my, my road has been kind of, kind of rough, you know, um, I, I had to go outside of like family and friends and thank God I found a lot of supportive online communities, people mm -hmm. all over the country that I ain't never even met before. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, for a while I was kind of on a little, on a little pity, pity party about that, but you know what? Yep. Sometimes that's we what all. you have to do. Hello. You know, so 
That's it. And not to say that our friends and family, and that's why I tell other business owners, stop trying to get your friends and family to support you. Oh, yeah. Your services may not have been created for them. Oh, yeah. Your services are created for the world. All of us have an international platform. It's are you going to take the chance and have the faith to step out onto yep. that platform and allow God to be God? Yep. Absolutely. I had to shift over here. My iPad was about to die. But the next question I want to ask you, so you talked about your challenges. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to keep a check on time because I want you to have okay. plenty enough time for, you know, your actual topic. So I want to ask you this. Tell us something. Well, you know what? Maybe I just lump them all together. You can decide how you want to okay. answer them and which one you want to answer first. So it's how do you make sure that you practice good self-care? Tell us something interesting about yourself, like something that we would be like, oh, word. Well, one thing was we said military. I was like, really? Military? So that was a little, that was, that kind of threw me off. Um, and what advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to try to answer all three in one. Okay. How about that? <laughs> okay. okay. One, I had to learn self-care okay. uh, and it came on the cusp of being hospitalized um, and having bad, I, I actually wound up in the hospital, I was on the road and um, going from here to here to here to there to there to there. And I got sick and I wound up having walking pneumonia. And even though I was at home sick in my bed with 104 degree fever, everybody kept calling me like, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this? And it at that point in time, I was like, Nobody cares about my health because I've allowed them not to care about my health because I've been there for everybody all the time. So I had to learn how to set healthy boundaries. For me, that looks like I've cut the ringer off on my phone. It's automatic. My phone goes into do not disturb at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Actually, seven days a week. Now that I think about it, seven days a week. You cannot. People are like, oh, I called you and it went to voicemail. That is for a reason. Right. So because you have to have that downtime. That's one. Um, two is Sundays. I normally don't work. I normally don't work on business or anything. It's my one day. I go to church. I listen to my pastors. You know, I just refuel myself. Um and then three, I spend time with God every single morning. Every single morning, I'm up, I'm in my word. Um, you know, I have my quiet time, I journal, I meditate, and that keeps me sane. <laughs> it keeps me sane. So that's my self-care. Two, um, a little something interesting about myself, besides being in the military, the military was the first place that I experienced racism. Mm -hmm. I had never, never experienced racism before. And so I was like in shock and rebelled again. And so that led to me actually coming out um, when I was two years in. The first President Bush had offered uh, no questions asked, honorable discharge to come out. And, um, and, and I was happy because I came out and had an honorable discharge and was happy to be back stateside because I was actually stationed in Hawaii. So that's two. Um, and the advice that I would give to my younger self is um, to listen to the still small voice in your gut and to trust it. Um, 
I believe that would have led to me not having a lot of sleepless nights, um, not being involved in three domestic violence situations. Um, it probably would have led to me starting my business and sticking with it earlier than now. But here's the thing that I do want to say about that. that and I would add this to the advice for my younger self as well is to not dwell on the things that, that you did not do. Like, even though I didn't listen to the still small voice, I truly believe that God uses everything for the good of those that he's called. So, and I tell people this all the time, you cannot minister to someone from a place that you've never been. You can't minister to someone that's been in or coming out of domestic violence if you've never been there. You can't minister to a single mom if you've never been a single mom. You can't minister to someone who has lost their husband if you've never lost your husband. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even though I would give that advice to my younger self, I would also tell her to forgive yourself. It's okay because everything that you've been through has purposed you and allowed you to have the experience for where you are right now. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Very good. You you did that um very effectively, efficiently. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me let me say again, thank you to those that have joined us. I see I see Kim is here, Kim Pierce. Oh, that's my sister-in-law. Hey Kim. Okay. Hey, sister-in-law. And um, Keisha, hi Keisha, well, and Kevin, and I, I think uh, Terry was on with us earlier. Terry Coleman, thank you, thank you, ladies and gents, for joining. So much appreciated. I know everybody is terribly busy. Thank you for taking time out of your Sunday to join us live. Yeah. So, without further ado, your topic today is is called prayer, purpose, and profits. Yes. So, tell so us. I love this topic. I'm not even going to lie. God actually gave me the download for this topic last year, probably almost okay. a year ago this month. And um, it has really been the foundation of my of my business. And so and, and I believe it's so important in this day and time as we are talking to as we're talking to women of faith who are looking to step out mm -hmm. and start a business or start a ministry um, about prayer, purpose, and prophets. And prophets is actually an acronym. And the acronym stands for purpose, relationship versus religion, open up, faith, fear, and fasting, intense prayer, trust, and then strategy. Hmm. And so I'm going to try to give it to you, you know, minding the time uh, real quick. So it is, it's actually a master class that, that is a seven week program that God had gave me. And I've ran it. I ran it last June before I had even got the title for prayer, purpose and prophets. I'm like, God is so intentional. Right. And so real quick, I'll break it down real quick before we can even get to profits. We got to understand our purpose. We Wait, let, me, let me stop you. you. I mean, you you got about 15 minutes. I don't want you to feel like okay. you're OK. OK. All right. Cool beans. So <laughs> and here's what not only my coach, but, you know, and this is why let me let me preface real quick too. when we're in business. We and I had to learn this the hard way. We got to put God first. He has got to be the CEO of our business. Everything has to be in alignment with what our purpose is. And so for me, this, and this is, 
how I got the download. For me, when I spend that time with God in the morning, my first question after I say thank you for waking me up is, God, what's the strategy for the day? What's the strategy for my life? What's the strategy for my business? What's the strategy for my ministry? What do you want me to do? And I sit, I don't have a, with my journal with me, but I sit with my journal and my pen in hand and I'm quiet. A lot of times we do not quiet ourselves to hear from God. I hear so many people say, oh, well, I don't know if I'm hearing from God. How do you hear from God? I don't think I hear from God. God doesn't talk to me. When actually he does, he talks to all of us, but we don't take the time to be quiet and listen because God doesn't yell and he's not going to be like, hey, I need you to spend some time with me. You know, well, he might say that, but not loud. He ain't going, you know, he might tug at your shoulder a little bit. But here's the thing. When we get quiet Mm -hmm. and especially if we get in the word and we and I I just told a friend of mine this. She had inboxed me. I said, grab your Bible and just open up your Bible. I said, trust me, God will direct you to a scripture that's going to solve your problem. He always does. Mm -hmm. And then get quiet and listen for the strategy. A lot of times I have two, two, two far babies. And when I'm walking them early in the morning, I use that time to just be quiet as well. Because sometimes God, for a minute, he was always talking to me in the shower. Um, But now it's like when I'm, when I'm on my walk and I'm in the open air, if I don't get it in my prayer time, when, and, and I love the function, I got an apple. So I'm sorry for your joy, folks. I know y'all probably have a way to do this, but I go, Hey Siri, make a note. When he gives me a strategy, I make a note of it right then and there and I added into my plan as to okay what do I need to do well God gave me this this and this because a lot of times God is speaking and we don't hear it or he might not be speaking because he's like I've already given you the strategy I already told you what to do but you letting fear stop you from doing what I've already told you to do And so we sitting there like, okay, well, I need a clear picture of exactly what God wants me to do for me to get from purpose to profit. And God's like, that's not how this works. Start doing the last thing that I told you to do. So before we can even get to profits, we got to be clear on our purpose. Why are you even starting that business? Why are you even starting that ministry? Is it it what God calls you to do? And I can say that for myself because here. Jacqueline, I I tell everybody, I speak from experience, not from theory, because I have been doing some things that God did not call me to do, right? I've been in some companies God didn't give me the blessing on, or I didn't even ask about, you know, uh, but we got to get to that point where we ask him about everything. And so when we ask him, okay, God, what's my purpose? When we get clear on our purpose and what he's called us to do, then, of course, we can begin to move forward towards those profits, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and and here, this just goes together because the R is for relationship versus religion. Before we even really get to the purpose, we got to have a relationship with God and not religion because religion tells us, you got to go to church every day. You got to do this. You got to do that. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Don't, you know, don't cuss. Don't do whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's legalism, right? Okay. Relationship is God, you know what? And, and I crack up about this because last Saturday when I was doing the Watchman's Hour, girl, I got so passionate and I said, uh, 
I think I said the S word on the camera. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I started like freaking out. And God was like, no, calm down. He said, this is a teachable moment. And I was like, oh yeah, right? And so, but we get up in religion, like, oh my God, I'm not, you know, I'm not supposed to say that. No, we don't do it on a regular basis, but. I was caught up in the moment, yeah. getting the message over, and yeah. God was like, He used it as a teachable moment to show that, hey, with, when we got a relationship, there's no condemnation. Yeah. We we repent and we keep moving. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's how it is about purpose. We can't truly find our purpose until we step out and start doing start doing some things. Yep. Something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So God might have called you to, and I tell my daughter this all the time. You know, she was like, Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing that. I said, Well, did you try it? Right. Try if God laid it on your heart, did you try it? So mm-hmm. try it. And, and and I live my life out loud on social media. Cause and God know I'd be like, Lord, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. But he had told me, he was like, But you, I call you to be so transparent so mm-hmm. people can see me right. do what I do. Right. And so I live my life out loud to show people that hey, it ain't all peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. That we have we don't have to, we can't put our pastors and all these other people on a pedestal because they are human just like us. Yeah. I and like to live my life out loud. I like that. Live our, right. We got to live our mm-hmm. lives out loud because mm-hmm. if we don't, what does the Bible tell us? We overcome by our testimony. So what I may be going through, if I don't share it with you or your audience or my audience or whoever I'm talking to at that time, they may be going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that comes from having a relationship. And then when we have a relationship, God is clear on, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And then we step out on faith and we do that thing. Okay. It didn't work. Okay, but what did you learn? See, Mm -hmm. there's never any failure. It's what did you learn Mm -hmm. out of stepping out and doing that? Okay, now you take what you learned. What did he tell you to do next? Okay, go over here. And I'm sure people are like, oh, she done done this. She done done that. She didn't put this out here. And it's like, okay, I learned from this. I learned not to do Mm -hmm. that. I learned to price it at this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I had Mm -hmm. never put it out there and I'm waiting for perfection. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on now, because perfection is fear too. Yep. Perfectionism. Yep. Oh, it's not perfect. I'm waiting. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yep. My website is not up. My website ain't perfect. My copy is not perfect. I, again, speaking from experience, mm-hmm. I have sat back and waited on so many things to mm-hmm. be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just got to do it. Yeah. And then my coach, she'll tap me on the shoulder, be like, come here. Come here. Let me tell you this. Okay, next time do this. Or right. maybe it's my spiritual coach. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, I know you want to do this, but you need to do this, this, and this first. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we gotta always be also, and this ain't part of one of the, the profit acronyms, but we gotta stay in a state of being able to receive. And maybe that should be a part of our we need to be able mm-hmm. to receive constructive criticism mm-hmm. from wise counsel. Right. And not be so quick to catch an attitude. Well, how you gonna tell me? what to do. Well, how you know? Well, no, nah, I want to do it myself. I want to mm-hmm. do it this way. Well, that's the way that I priced it. 
we can't we can't run a successful business or ministry if we don't mm -hmm. surround ourselves with wise counsel and to keep our spirits open to receive from those who we are who we have said i'm i'm going to submit and allow you to of course be leader over me yes. right yep so and then when we talk about the um the O, is it O P R O? Right. Oh. I love it. Go ahead. But that's what I love, Jacqueline, right here, because it's live TV. Yeah. This, this ain't nothing scripted. This is nothing like, oh my gosh, she messed up. She got to retape all over again. No, I'm a real person. I'm yeah. in the States. And yep. so, yes, I'm counting it. P R O O. O for open up. We got to mm -hmm. open up our mouths. We got to open up our mouths mm -hmm. to the things that, of course, are holding us back. We got to mm -hmm. open up our mouths to our brokenness, our wounds, the demons. Yeah deal with that are tormenting our minds we again i go back to we can't heal from what we don't confront so we have to open up open up about your business open up about the things that you need open up and say you know what i don't know this you know i i told i was just telling somebody else i said i didn't got to the point now that i'm not trying to do it all myself like when i first started i like built tried to build my own website tried to write my own copy tried to land and pay Girl, yeah. Now I do go back in and like you know change my website around because I didn't learn to. And that skill helped me because one of my mm -hmm. clients, you know, she needed a website. And I was working with her web designer, and I was like, "Give me that. I know mm -hmm. how to do that." You know, and so you know. But if we don't open up about the things that we need, mm -hmm. then we can't move forward. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. then, oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's so. I mean, I was. I'm trying to hold it all in, but I like how you how you mentioned. What'd you say? You said relationship versus religion. I really, really like like that. Mm -hmm. How you went on to explain that, and it makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. that, that, that was, I mean, it, you you give so many good good points, so many good good points, yeah. and I, I really do appreciate your honesty and your transparency. And I think it's so important that people see that. And you'd be surprised, yeah. like with the interview. And everybody is different, y'all. Everybody's different. But some people want to know exactly what you're going to ask and in what order. <laughs> you Child, know what I, mean? I don't it's, care. It's really just, you know, it's just about like, you know, just being who you are. I mean, nothing is perfect. You know, like I did a video one time and I look back at the dang on video. My son was in the video with no shirt on. You know, or y'all, you know, I done got a little bit better, y'all. But if you look back at some of my other videos, my lighting is not good. I've been told my angles are not good, all of that. But I'm kind of learning as I go. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like you said, it just became a matter of I just started doing it. You know what I mean? And as That's I do it. it, I experience different things. I meet different people along the way. I learn different things. I'm, I'm getting better with working programs. You know, all of that kind of thing. It's just a matter of just starting it and realizing it's not going to be perfect. And being able to call yourself out on your own BS. You know what I'm saying? You got to call yourself out on it. Like, okay, you know what? No, it's not perfect. But you have to really realize when you're using that as an excuse. Excuse. And that is just mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm a recovering. I like to call myself, I'm a recover. I'm not a recovering people pleaser, but I'm a recovering perfectionist, honey. Everything has to be just, just so, mm -hmm. you know. 
and I and I kind of have to. Well, having an eight year old also helped me get rid of some of that. But <laughs> you know, I be doing the video. He be he be popping in. All of a sudden, this little person creeping up in the background. You know. So, but I, I kind of you know, and I'm still working on it. I'm still but here's the thing. You are human. Right. You are a business owner yep. who has a family. Yep. That that is going to happen unless you a millionaire where you got your own building, your own yep. office, and your home is away from your office. Yep. That's gonna happen. It is what it is, you know. And then there's gonna be some people that may not want to follow me because of that. You know, I had somebody say to me once, and this this was a this is a friend or family member. Oh, you need to be, you know, your things need to be a little more polished and you shouldn't use the word y'all and stuff like that. But the thing of it is, that's who I am. You know what I mean? And that's when you run into trouble because you're trying to meet somebody else's standards or, or you know, like, let's say you could watch, like, I could, I love Lisa Nichols, but I'm not mm -hmm. Lisa Nichols and I can't try to imitate Lisa Nichols. If I do, it's going to backfire on me sooner or Every later. Every time. Every time. Sooner like you say, I can only be me. That's right. the only thing I know. Yeah. That's the only thing I know. It's like and telling the truth, right? The truth, like my father say, the truth come out the same way every time. Hello. Hello. Mm -hmm. The Bible say the truth to set you free. Yeah. So, yep. and, and you know what? I have come to understand what that really means. Because when the more transparent I am, the freer mm -hmm. I become. I've yep. gotten to the point now, like... It don't bother me when if people like you say say well you say y'all all the time you 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 so country and I'm like I've I I know when to talk proper <laughs> and to have but here's the thing God created me this way because when I'm trying to be proper that's not my normal voice my the passion the Holy Spirit don't show up because now I'm being fake right I'm not being myself when I'm myself God's like okay I can use you right there yeah. What yeah. he wants to use you right where you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's Absolutely. it. That's and it. I, you know, and that's a whole nother subject. But whew, that, um, that 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 whole piece about, especially being a new entrepreneur, I think a lot of times we see people and we follow them. You know, we see that they're successful. They get a lot of likes, mm -hmm. and everybody's jumping on their live. And sometimes it's easy, y'all, to say. And I've been there. And I still do it from time to time. Not as much. I'm learning and I'm growing as a person. Oh, hi, Tamara. I hope I'm pronouncing hey, your name. That's right. Yeah, hey, Tam. <laughs> she said, she this said, is powerful. powerful. <laughs> good, I'm like, good. I'm, 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 I'm glad. I wanted everybody to get something, you know, get a lot out of it. But what, what was I saying? I'm having a senior moment. Sorry. Oh, okay, so... So you see people and you you think like, wow, they're successful. Maybe I need to do what they're doing. You know, maybe I need to look look the way that they look. You know, but the thing of it is, you just gotta be you. You gotta be who you are. And 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 people will be drawn to you for that reason. And the people that are not drawn to you are just like, oh, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't that's not your tribe. That's not your tribe, you know, and it is what it is. And you want, you know, and you're just, just like the people you're drawn to, you're drawn to them. For a certain reason, you know, who you chose as your coach and who you follow and things of that nature, but you just gotta be who you are. It's so easy. Absolutely. It's easy. And like Absolutely. you said, it's free and it's powerful. Yes, 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 yes. And that actually brings me to faith, fear, and fasting because we have to have see that's you right. See, that's human. Look, I got a little voice saying, 
when are you gonna be done? Right. <laughs> it's time to eat dinner, mom. <laughs> okay, give me five minutes, young man. <laughs> but see, look, now you see how that just happened? That's that's real talk. That's real. Like this is real business. This is a real TV show, but this is real life. I still have a real life. Yeah. Right. And so this this is where faith, fear and fasting, you know, kind of falls in because we got to have enough faith in God that our message is for those who are like we said, are our tribe, who we're connected to. Therefore, those that, of course, see value and what we bring to the table. There's somebody that's watching you that's like, mm, I like the fact that Jacqueline is so transparent and the fact that her son, you know, I don't have to feel bad when my kid is crying in the background and I'm trying to do a video mm -hmm. right because here's the thing do not despise small beginnings Lisa Nichols will tell you about when she's ran her business out of her closet when right. she had to put uh, 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 what was it paper towels on her son as a diaper Right. Do not despise small beginnings. So, yes, my beginning, my next story may be well, I was in my living room and my son used to come in and say, hey, what time is dinner? You know, but now I'm here. Yep. So we got to have enough faith that as we step out and do the thing that God has called us to do, that he will continue to build on that. You know, we will continue to elevate so we can't allow our fear because the opposite of faith is fear. Right. Yes. And then, you know, fasting, I always love to put fasting in there because a lot of times we can break fear through fasting, okay. you know, through fasting and prayer. And we, we have to be intentional about it. And uh, I, I, I'll actually have my clients. We'll do a three day fast where we just pray and fast about whatever it is. It's usually intentional about whatever it is that's holding them back. Whether it's fear, doubt, worry, anxiety, the spirit of comparison, uh, rejection, abandonment, that spirit of rejection ain't no joke right there because mm -hmm. that'll stop you cold in your tracks. Ask me how I know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we talk about that and then we go into intense prayer, you know, that that I is for intense prayer uh, and, and it, it kind of comes on the cusp, you know, along with fasting because. But I tell people all the time, prayer has to be the foundation of every everything you do in your business, actually everything you do in your life. But especially when it comes to your business, because if it's God ordained, you got to have God lead you and guide you. That means you got to pray. You got to war for it because the enemy going to come to try to take it from you. He going to try to come and tell you, you ain't good enough. This ain't for you. Why you out here doing? He going to send them people. Hello. He going to send your friends and family to you to be like, you done lost your mind. Yeah. Like, you gone crazy. You you got kids to raise. Yeah. You got a house to take care of. What do you mean you move into another state? What do you mean you going to step out and start a ministry? You ain't got nothing to say. Child, bye. I'd be like, enemy, if you don't get away from me. But you know what? It comes from prayer. It comes from, of course, really digging down into our personal development. You know, we have to stay in a state of being careful who we surround ourselves by. Because it really is true that you are the sum of the five closest people that you hang around. If you got a millionaire mindset, but you still dealing with uh, Bubba over here that think that $50,000 a year is great, you know, golden, you ain't going to make it, boo. I, I'm sorry to tell you, you ain't gonna make it. <laughs> and you know, and sometimes, and I, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but this is really good. We need to have like a part two. But and that always comes up a lot of times too, 
because a lot of people don't realize that, you know, that who you surround yourself with and everybody that you used to hang around, I don't know, five years ago, let's just say, is not going to be your proof of where you are now and where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Just as simple as that. And I know sometimes that's hard, you know, but we got to learn how to let go. Yep. We got to get to that point. You got to get to that point where, and that brings us to T for trust. We got to get to that point where we trust God so much in our business that we able to let go and walk away. You know, and here's the thing, I, and I'm a firm believer. It don't always mean that you just stop talking to people. You just got to learn. My, I never forget my pastor doing a series on, you got to learn where, what room to put people in. Yeah. Are they in the basement? Yep. They in the kitchen? Are they in the bedroom? Now, the bedroom is your inner circle. So it should only be about one or two people coming up in that camp. So right. we just got to learn to compartmentalize yeah. our relationships. So, you know, I we got I got some business besties, right, that we I surround myself with them. Like, we got the same mindset. We chasing after the same goal. You know, I got my friends and family. I still make time to hang out with them. So we just got to learn how to trust God on to know who our circle is. And then the, the S just stands for strategy to serve, to get a strategy and serve our tribe, serve our tribe from a place of excellence, from a place of integrity, from a place of, okay, God, you gave me the strategy. Uh, I didn't work through my fear. I know it's going to be here, but I'm about to take this leap of faith and I'm going to trust you to catch me. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. A couple of comments. Miss Tamara said, yes, y'all got to have a part two. <laughs> <laughs> and she said the enemy is always out there trying to destroy somebody's life. Yes. Yep. And, yes. Then, oh, and then she also said about faith, fear, and fasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it. you know, so let's go ahead and conclude. Yes. So tell us about if there's anything, you know, like announce your watchman's hour and how they can find you. Right, right. Okay, so for y'all that don't follow me on Facebook, I pretty much do a lot of my social media on Facebook. So I'm at Letitia A. Mathis, and then my ministry page is Letitia A. Mathis page, because Facebook crazy and won't let me call it Letitia Mathis Ministries. But, um, so you can follow me on social media for all the updates. Um, I do the Watchman's Hour Wednesday and Saturday morning. So Wednesday morning at 6.30 a.m. Saturdays, we let God lets us sleep in until 7.30 a.m. <laughs> until whole 7.30 until a whole 7.30. But for your guests, uh, for those on the show who would like to uh, just talk with me about their purpose, maybe finding, you know, finding out how to work with me, I do offer a 30-minute consult for free. You can schedule it on my website at prayerpurposeandandprofits.com prayerpurposeandprofits.com and then click on services and then you can book a consult. If you know right off that you just need a strategy, you need to, you like, okay, I know what my purpose is. I've got my business idea. I just need a strategy to get to the next level. Um, for your, for your audience, 
I'll do half off my normal 297 uh, 60-minute consult. Um, we can do a, a prophetic, I call it a prophetic strategy call. And uh, for 197, we'll do 60 minutes where I actually give you a strategy and the action steps to go with it. Because a lot of times we got the idea, we know what we want to do, but we just don't know where to start. And we get caught up in overwhelm. That's a whole nother conversation. You know what? I'm sorry. Tell me that again. I'm, I'm going to type it in here. What was the, the web address? It was prayer. Purpose and a and d prayer and then, and then just prayer and then purpose right no space right. no spaces prayer purpose and profits with an s dot com okay I got it okay yeah and just tell them click on the services and uh, they'll see which means that when I get booked when that's it prayer purpose and profits dot com so those that watch the video will only know to go to that website click on either we can consult um, if you know you just need strategy and an action plan uh, do the 60 minute um, link you'll see prophetic strategy call now if you want to because prayer purpose and profits is a seven week group program and if you feel that is a fit for you then let's get on a call and let's talk about it for your audience only if that is something they want to do i will offer it half off for 997 it's a seven week group coaching program we meet every week and then we at the end we actually have a one-on-one -on -one strategy call where we set out your action plan with the steps to go with it. So that's my offer for today. Um, so I look forward to speaking to you all, to talking to you, to getting you moving forward. Because I know some people are just stuck. They just stuck, mm -hmm. stuck in overwhelm, stuck in fear, stuck in doubt. And um, I, I, I love that when I count, when I coach and when I consult, I ask the Holy Spirit to come in. So that that way, I allow him to tell you either he going to give you confirmation or he going to tell you, nope, that's not the way to go. I've seen it happen so many times. And I just get thrilled when people say, oh, my God, that's what God told me to do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I put it in so they can see it. And then I put it in the uh, comments and oh. I also go back in and I'll, I'll put it in the in the narrative part, too. OK. OK. So. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for allowing me to come on. I had such a great time. Look, y'all, I'm telling y'all, fear has showed up. And I was like, oh, my God. Now, mind you, I didn't do my notes and everything. And I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. But you know what? See, look, see what happened? We just had a great conversation. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed chatting with you. And I'm sure we'll be collaborating again in the future. Because I love doing collaborations. I love it. Me too. Me too. Just let me know anytime. I'm open. Okay. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Go feed that young man. All right. <laughs> Everyone enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Again, I'm Jacqueline Kabai Harrison. You have joined us here for a Queen's Roundtable show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month. I stream live from my Facebook page, not my business page anymore, because Facebook was giving me a little trouble with that. But um, please tune in. Like I said, I always have a different entrepreneur every time and they offer useful tools and techniques so you don't want to miss it. Okay. So thank you again, everyone. And Miss Mathis, it was so much fun talking with you. And I'll talk thank with you, you again in the future soon. Okay. Definitely. Thank you. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.